Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting backstage in the beautiful Commodore Ballroom with two members of Jimmy Eat World. I would love each of you to introduce yourselves, please. Thanks. I am Jim. I play in the band Jimmy Eat World. But what do you do in the band? I do several things. I sing and I play guitar at the same time sometimes. And you dance. And I dance. I can do uh, the wave <laughs> with my arms and forearms. So can we add hype man to your resume? Yeah, I get the hype going sometimes. You know, whatever, you know, it's really just whatever looks like it's needed at the moment. I can, I can you know, do an okay job of filling in. And I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? That's oh, a good yeah. question. I am Tom. I play in the band Jimmy Eat World as well, and I'm the guitar player. Hi, Tom. What are you bad at again? <laughs> Pretty much everything. <laughs> That's not true. Okay, quick warm-up question. The story behind the name of the band is adorable. I'd love you guys to tell me that quickly. Quickly, uh, the name of the band Jimmy Eat World was thought of by, you know, what a coincidence. The man's right here. Tom, his younger brothers, goes to a story involving them when they were like eight or six. One of them, uh, one of them thought of the name. That's the quick story. Tom, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, they were both young kids when they got in a fight, and my brother Jim was a little bit overweight at the time, and my brother Ed, after the fight, um, drew this picture that said, Jimmy Eat World, like saying that my brother Jim was so fat he could eat the world, and posted it up on his door, and we, we, then we took some acid, and then that's our band name now. Coming up with the band name can be really hard sometimes. <laughs> you, have to, you have to search for alternate levels of consciousness to really get into something that, that will have legs. That is an amazing story, but why did it take you tripping on some acid to choose that name? I mean, you'd have to be tripping on acid to think that was a good band name. Fair enough. Oh. Ryan is getting a call. It's my broker. <laughs> so let's start with a Jimmy Eat World track. I'm going to play my favorite track off your latest record, Integrity Blues, and that track is called You With Me. Jim, let's pretend that there's people out there who don't know who Jimmy Eat World is, and how would you introduce this track to people who maybe have never heard the song, The Middle? Hmm. You know, the thing I would say to people who don't know who we are um, and aren't familiar with us is that I'd, I'd describe us as a guitar-based melodic rock band. So here's our song, You With Me, a guitar-based melodic rock song. Oh, 
this is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track, You With Me, Off the Record, Integrity Blues by the band Jimmy Eat World. I have Jim and Tom here with me backstage at the Commodore. Tom, it's your turn to tell us a little bit about this song. You With Me. All right. So we recorded this with the producer's name is Justin Meldell Johnson. And we also had some guest vocalists on it. We had Courtney Marie Andrews sang some backup tracks on it, right, Jim? Did she sing on this one? No. Oh, yeah, she did. She did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Robin. Robin did too, right? Yeah. See, we Who know. are these people that sang? Um, there are a couple of our friends from Arizona, um, both like great musicians, and uh, Robin's on the road with us currently and he's playing keyboards and guitar and doing some backup vocals and Courtney has her own thing going and she's al- she's also did like what a year of touring with us for what record was that we have, uh, some, we have some Jimmy World live band alumni in the in the 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 vocal chorus for that fun fact Tom, you mentioned that you guys were working with the producer Justin Melda Johnson. He's worked with a lot of bands. I looked up his resume before I came here. I'd love you guys to tell me a bit about the pitch process that you guys went through to find a producer. You know, I think what we were looking for in a producer going in to make Integrity Blues was just someone that was going to bring um, a new, someone with a, with a background that has like a, a varied um, palette of ideas. And Justin's you know, broad range of stuff he'd worked on, um, as well as his just personal insane musicianship, I think really, um, it fit that, it fit that bill of someone that was going to come, you know, uh, just someone, someone new we haven't worked with before, someone who, you know, thinks about things. We see someone that we see eye to eye on what, with what we like, but also had a different perspective as far as like what, path to take to get it to the end. So he's had a really varied resume. I'd love you to talk about one part of a CV that particularly impresses you. Well, I think like us, where we're coming from is, you know, when I'm thinking about like an idea for a melody or, um, uh, or, you know, I'm thinking about guitar. That's what I grew up playing the most. So, you know, even if, even if an idea goes to like a piano or a synth kind of thing, it usually starts out with like a guitar as a placeholder bit and you know Justin he thinks about synth and piano a lot like his his brain will go to there as well and I'm just gonna jump in because a lot of people are gonna know him from his work he did with a band called M83 quickly who are M83 they're a French band and describe them in a sentence they are really good M83 is a French band <laughs> no. Come on. Give people some context. Because working with a guy who's played and written with M83 or for M83, it's a big right. change from what you guys do. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, that's also fitting with what um with what the direction of M83 is kind of going. I think a good producer isn't going to necessarily walk in and make their record. They're going to uh, you know, empower you to make your record. And I think M83 I mean, Justin's a guy who can do anything, really. Like, but I think in in um, if you look at like uh, like anything M eighty three's done with Justin collaborating, and then go to you know skip across and go to like um, Paramore, yeah, Paramore. I mean, that's just like or or uh, you know his his playing with Beck. It's like you can see how his, his musicianship and his ideas kind of lend toward the pro the pro the final product being the best fulfillment of what it wants to be. You know, that's what we saw in in 
the potential of working with Justin is like we're, he's not going to. Yeah, he's going to bring his own. Like I was saying before, he's going to bring his own perspective about how you accomplish those. Those ideas. But at the end, it's really about him trying to empower us to make the best realized vision for what we want to do. Best song. Yep. OK, so I think that it's time to play another track. We are going to play one of the other two singles from the record so far. So why don't we pick the one that you can best talk about your working relationship with Justin? There are drums and drum testing in the background. It happens, man. This is the gritty behind the scenes here at the Commodore Ballroom. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Sure and Certain, one of the singles. I think like that was a song that's been sitting around for a really long time in a in a fledgling kind of state. I think we we knew how it would we knew we knew how parts of it would go and we knew where it would end up, but we didn't know how to kind of bridge the gap between those two places. And it's hard to p- point to one specific thing and say like this piano line that he thought of really brought it together. It was more like um, him just pushing us to <laughs> to just get it done <laughs> and then bouncing off ideas off of like okay well you know I want to have this melody line happen here and then he'd be like well that that doesn't that work might work better if it was simpler or that might work better if it's you know if you double it with a piano too it, it's just kind of like the little things that you, that that you can only really achieve by being in the same room while it's working while you're yeah. while you're working yeah, it's on all- it it sunset sound he had us all plugged in and we were just rehearsing it that's how we wanted to hear it because sometimes you could find yourself just doing one track at a time and um but he had us all plug in and play and all the parts kind of started to come together from that when we were at sunset like yeah with with everyone remember that that's true that's true i think a lot of the times like with digital recording you can get locked into really zoning in on like one element being being the best it can be and that and yeah that's great for that but i mean you sort of lose the bigger per, the uh, the bigger uh, uh picture on what you're trying to do and justin was very insistent about hearing even if it's even if it's going to be cut and thrown away hearing uh all the time as close to a final thing as it's going by as possible nice so now let's hear the track
Rescue Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Sure and Certain by a band called Jimmy Eat World off their latest record, Integrity Blues. We were talking a little bit about this song and how your producer, Justin, helped you work through it. Let's just talk in general now, like a fun fact about the song. Who's got one? Hmm. Fun fact about Sure and Certain. (laughs) There's nothing fun about this there's absolutely no fun intended on why did you guys choose this track to be a single you know i I, you know the 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 process of someone got a text the process of going through singles and like what what is a single and what isn't a single is is just a it's just a pain in the ass really and i'd be i'd be proud showing anybody who who doesn't know what we do any song on integrity blues and saying like here's my band this is what we do and you know devil's advocate choosing a single means that you might be playing the song for many many years um yeah so you better make sure if it's going on your record that it's you're proud of it because <laughs> you know i mean there's these horror stories about like bands like um warrant was was doing their uh they had their record done it was called uncle tom's cabin and they the label said they needed a single so they went back and wrote cherry pie and that like and that became a big hit. Now they have to do Cherry Pie. And I remember there was like some interband kind of strife over that. Like they're like, you know, that they felt like that took them out of being taken seriously. And, you know, it became something that they never really wanted it to be. And uh, yeah, that can happen. So bands, be careful if you're, if you got a really catchy novelty song, like you better love that. <laughs> I think Radiohead Creep is kind of like that too. Like they hate, like won't play it. And uh, I don't get it. I don't think, yeah. I think that's, it's, it's not like a, you got to cut yourself some slack too. If you're, if you're learning, but I mean, I, I know what you're saying. So today we're talking about your latest record, Integrity Blues. You guys are touring this record. So that means constructing a new set list for your shows. First of all, let's start with the basics. How do you decide on your set lists? You know, we have a set, we, we know we want to play a lot. Of, we're, we're, we're excited to play the new songs from Integrity Blues. That's, that's kind of why we're here, you know, like to, to, to perform new material for people. Um, so we want to try to play a lot of that stuff, but we also know that it sucks going to see a band play and you don't know anything. So we try to throw in a big mix of, 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 of material from all of our records and kind of rotate that around. And, you know, for sure, the middle is going to be played. That's no doubt. But what I wanted to ask you guys, after you decide what the set list is, because you have a new record, some songs that were in the repertoire last time around are dropping out. So I wanted to talk about which songs got selected to drop out. But first, let's just get a solid answer on how you construct your set list. Uh, Well, we know how we want to get in and we know how we want to get out. And there's like certain points in the set that we know we want to have be like the pivots. We think about the set list in like a terms of an arc, like a maybe like a uh, like a novel kind of, you know, basic <laughs> basic classic novel kind of arc of rising and and falling and then you know ending, and we might sub out different songs for like the 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 intermediate points in there, but we know pretty much that we're gonna how we're gonna start and how we're gonna end and what what the middle is gonna look like. So now let's talk about the songs that got cut out of the arc this time around. Um, the song we'll kind of cut out usually, different songs. Yeah, usually, usually what what yeah. we did pre- the whatever tour we did previous to this one, if we, what we were favoring, like we tend to not favor, and we do look at our set list from the time any time that we were in the area, like last last time we played in in Vancouver, you know, 
we'll look at what we did and see. Uh, maybe we should play something different. Like we played a song off Clarity. Let's try to do instead of not. Let's not do that song that we did last time on Clarity and switch it in. Switch in a different song yeah. on Clarity. So just to switch it up a little bit. Nice. So we still have to play the last single off the current record, Integrity Blues. So let's play that, and then I want to hear the, some of the songs that got dropped that you're all torn up about. So we need to play Get Right. So let, we're going to talk about Get Right before we hear it. Who wants to go first? Uh, let's keep it rolling. I'll go first, I guess. Get Right. It's a song about, uh, you know, kind of searching for uh, searching for uh, external ways to make an internal problem go away and being disillusioned at that with rock guitars. the interview show this is scott wood your host you just heard get right off the record integrity blues by a band called jimmy eight world the opening act is doing their drum test as we speak or is it you guys who is it it's our drum tech yep getting all the drums set up and sounding good we 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 demand perfection so you'll hear the beginnings of perfection happening in the background here (laughs) 
Nice. It all happened here. So before we heard the track, we were talking about some of the songs that have to come off the set list because you've got some new songs. So let's hear about this Jimmy Eat World behind the scenes debate. Which songs left? And why are y'all broken up about it? Yeah, you know, there's some songs like, uh, uh, you know, one 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 thing that determines like what gets cut and what doesn't is some is like similar similar style songs. Like we try to have a we try not to have too much, uh, you know, down bits, and and similarly not too much up bits in a row, because you know. The more often you do one kind of thing, the less effective that gets. Um, so it might there might be like three or four songs that are on the potential zone there, and you know we don't really get torn up about it because like there's other shows, and you can like cycle them in. Like we just started playing a song from Clarity called Ten, and that means uh, a song like For Me This Is Heaven from Clarity goes out. We'll either play a song called It Matters from Integrity Blues, or we'll play a song called Through from Integrity Blues. And that sort of affects a lot of other moving parts with the set list. Um, I'd love to play all the new songs we can, but it's sort of more effective and people can you know, digest it more if you kind of present them with a little bit less than a little bit more. All right, Tom, I'd love you to tell me about a track from the older records that you miss playing, and then we're gonna play it. Uh, let's see here. We haven't played Goodbye Sky Harbor in a while. Um, and what, what else did you want to know? And so why have you been missing it so much? I think it's just a good live song. Um, there's another song called Pass the Baby on our new record, and it kind of reminds me of that, where it's kind of a... starts off really slow and gets really heavy, and yeah, so it's, it's just a good, good, think- good and fun live song to play. I could see that. It's it's from a selfish musician standpoint, it's fun to play a song that kind of starts in one place and ends up in a completely different place at the end of it.
back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track. Goodbye, Sky Harbor. And what record is that off of? It's off of our album, Clarity. <laughs> <laughs> I just play guitar, dude. I don't know what album it's on. <laughs> so that was your choice, Tom. Are y'all happy that you got to hear it at least? Hell yeah. Out of my book of questions, your statement that you released before you put out the record drifted out. So we'll talk about that. So I'd love you to talk about this statement because you guys, before you put out this record, took a year off, did no music, and then you put out this statement. And this statement, you can go to the website to read it, but it makes it sound like you were sort of going through some stuff, guy. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's sort of, it just comes with the territory of getting older. You kind of look at life in, uh, in new ways as time goes on. And I think um, it was important to... to um, just kind of frame what we were doing in the context of that, you know, like the integrity blues is an attempt to look at the things affecting your life from the uh, actual problem as opposed to the symptoms of the problem, you know, and a lot of the time, like you can misplace your effort on trying to fix things that just really aren't going to matter in the long run one thing that i find interesting about you you may be upset that i do this but if you lump jimmy Eat world in with all the emo guys you're one of those singers that never really puts his persona to the front of things like other guys have done and you seem to be sort of reversing that maybe a bit with that statement yeah you know i think that the work that we've done has always been uh, you know i would just i would describe it as kind of anthologizing experience it's not necessarily like a heart on the sleeve. This happened to me. This specific incident happened, and this, and I'm just, you know, gonna tell tell you about it right now. It's always like, you know, kind of, um, you know, I'll pull, I'll pull like experience and and mix it with observation, and mix that with questions, and mix that with, um, you know, what if kind of things, all in the same all in the same boat it just kind of feels like uh, uh you know i'll mix it up and, and and put it down to what i feel is appropriate for the song itself it's never it, it, in the past it's never been like uh you know as specific as like you know a a, a singular incident or thing and i think i think maybe that's what you're talking about like a lot of a lot of people that get that uh um, that are uh, categorized in the, in the emo genre, they tend to go for more of a really detail-specific kind of thing. I agree. So just to shift gears a little bit, how was your year off doing nothing about music? You know, it, it, for me, like, I, I stopped playing with the band and I just kept playing. So you never really clock out of this gig. It just, it just like, you know, what you're focusing on changes. So I imagined you guys in your garages building elaborate birdhouses. <laughs> yeah, whiskey stills, birdhouses. Um, you know, Tom has a pretty successful Etsy shop. No, I don't. <laughs> so Tom, what did you do? Uh, I just got into shape. When I got off of the last tour that we did, I was so out of shape and super fat and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I just started boxing and yeah. So. so who called whom first to get the band back together again? We always had set a date to that we would like start working 
again. You know, I mean, the, it wasn't like um, that was always known that we would get back together and start. You know, we'll we'll start working in the fall. That was like kind of our general goal to shoot for. And that's kind of how it went down. So you all called each other at once in a group chat. Sort of. I think. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. It just sort of. Uh, I think it just kind of came together in a very, you know, unplanned kind of natural way that we started working again. It wasn't like a. It's not like we didn't see each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we live in the same town. It's not a lot going on, so you know. Okay, well, why don't we play a track off the record, Tom? Why don't you pick one for us to hear? DJ Tom, pick a song. All right. Hmm. Pass. Um, yeah, pass the baby. <laughs> and why did you choose this song to play? Because it's really long, and it, I think it's a very interesting song. So, what should people be listening for when they listen to this track? What interesting thing? My guitar part. That's it. The best decision made was let me take the stage. What I say exactly Remember you called me There's something we can count on These boys like swinging low If it gets too ugly Well that's our industry We feed and
to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track, Pass the Baby, off the record, Integrity Blues by Jimmy World. That track was selected by Tom for us to hear. Now it's Jim's turn to weigh in on it. I really liked your guitar part. I was listening for it that time. Jimmy Eat World is one of those bands that a lot of people listen to when they want to remember simpler times. So I wanted to ask you guys, what music does that for you? Probably like the first Violent Femmes record. It makes me think about skating as a kid and trying to drop in on uh, my friend's half pipe and not ever landing it. That's good. <laughs> can't beat that. Beat that, Tom. Beat that. Of course you can. You have a record collection. So a song that... Come on, if I took your phone and opened up the music player and looked at the songs, there's going to be some pretty old tracks in there that are there because they're sentimental to you. So you just need to pick one of those and tell me why. All right, The Cure, A Forest. Um, That was one of the first concerts I went to. Um, I just love the song. I was reading on Stereo Gum the other day that at the age of 33, that is the point when most people stop listening to new music. What do you guys think about that? Uh, you know, for the most part, that might be accurate. I don't know. I, I, I think at some point that might reverse itself, though, and you start going, you know, music crazy. Because I listen to more music now than ever, and I'm always looking for, for new stuff. I mean, I think, I think it might be difficult. It's I'm more picky now in what I really invest my time in. Like I got a, I think before I would give th- records like way more of a chance now it's like I know what I like and I love the things that I find that 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 I love but I don't have I don't have time for for things that are you know mediocre so what's the last new record you enjoyed oh man I like the new stuff I heard from Sylvanesso I don't think their whole album's out yet but the tracks they've been putting out are like Surprisingly, like the real deal, Cloud Nothings is a really good band, and to me, they sound like what I'm drawn to is like uh, stuff that reminds me of of uh, the the kind of scene that we used to roll around in, but not it's not derivative. It's like they could have existed, con- you know, right along with it and just ruled, yeah. but it's not derivative of anything. You know, it's like hard to explain but i really like the cloud nothings the, the news new, cloud nothings the new ty siegel record's good perfect thanks guys i appreciate you spending some time with me today is the end of the show so you get the last selection radical i'll pick a song called you are free just because i think it's a great way to uh close things out here and escape this interview yes <laughs> you are free
I'm Jim. We're from Jimmy Eat World, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.